Hello, friends at Mississauga City Baptist Church. Uh, although I'm disappointed that I'm once again unable to be with you in person, I am really glad that I have this uh, opportunity to share uh, a video message with you. For those of you who may not know, my name is Michael Waddell, and I serve as Senior Associate for Faith Plus Work with Canadian Baptist Ministries. And I also oversee all of CBM's work in the Philippines with our partners there. As some of you may recall, prior to serving in this new role, uh, in 2015, my wife Melanie and I, along with our four children, were appointed to serve as global field staff with CBM in the Philippines, working alongside CBM's partner, Kabugan and Philippine Ministries. I'll, I'll just refer to them as KPM from now on. Together, CBM and KPM partner in, in various ways to, to spread the gospel through word and deed, through programming that's designed to, to benefit poor and marginalized communities throughout Capiz province. KPM is engaging in a wide range of work. I'll just briefly tell you about a few of the programs that we do together. First of all, KPM facilitates a discipleship program for college students. Students that participate in this program come from really poor families, poor communities, and, and but they're determined to achieve their educational goals, and they're deserving because of their high academic standing. KPM provides them with a, a small financial aid uh, to help with their tuition costs while caring for their spiritual needs and their psychosocial needs and giving them opportunity for leadership development and to serve in their community and in their churches. In addition, uh, like CBM, KPM is committed to strengthening local churches. And with this in mind, the Center for Continuing Theological Education Program was developed, CCTEP. This three-year program is, is really a practical theological education program for pastors who expressed a need for, for training so that they could become better pastors and better leaders in their churches and in their communities. The first 30 pastors who began this program in 2018 actually just finished their final courses in early December 2021. Uh, I'm excited to say that uh, we have extended this program for another three years, and just later this month, a new batch of pastors will begin this three-year journey of practical theological education. Lastly, due to high number of natural calamities that strike the Philippines each and every year, Canadian Baptist Ministries engages in a lot of relief and rehabilitation projects with KPM, providing assistance to individuals and families whose, whose homes or, or livelihoods may be destroyed uh, be, because of natural disasters such as typhoons, earthquakes, and even volcanic eruptions. Now, KPM's flagship work uh, is with children and with their parents and families through the operation of child care centers, uh, early childhood education centers. KPM is committed to education, as I said earlier, and, and providing educational opportunities for individuals who might not otherwise have access to these opportunities. And so they operate five uh, early childhood education centers. Two of them are in poor urban communities in Rojas City, while the other three are located in, in rural and, and really mountain uh, indigenous communities. There's well over 120 children receiving early childhood education through these centers each and every year. 
Now it was, it was through an inter- interaction with these childcare centers by a team of people from MCBC that your church began to partner with CBM and KPM in the Philippines. Uh, you might remember in September of 2018, our family was so blessed to host uh, a SENT team from MCBC. It was made up of the most amazing people who came with uh, humble hearts and with servant attitudes. Um, they spent a couple of weeks traveling with us from community to community to community, uh, really with a desire to serve uh, these children and their parents and families. After the SENT team returned home to Mississauga and shared their experiences with your church leadership and with all of you, the decision was made to enter into a three-year step partnership with, with CBM in support of the ongoing work of Canadian Baptists in the Philippines. Today, we're marking a very significant milestone. It's the fulfillment of this three-year commitment in the Philippines between MCBC, CBM, and KPM. And, and we're rejoicing at all God has accomplished through our partnership and through the work that we've done together. Although the global pandemic has prevented many aspects of our step partnership from occurring as we had hoped and planned, such as the sending of another sent team to the Philippines, the fulfillment of your commitment to, to pray uh, and to financially support the mission work of KPM in the Philippines has yielded tremendous results, especially among KPM's child care centers where your prayers and your significant financial support has helped them endure the past couple of years. Uh, and as we all know, the past couple of years have been so very challenging in so many ways uh, because of pandemic-related restrictions. And this is especially true for education in the Philippines, where even to this date, face-to-face classes have not returned to normal. So you might be wondering, well, if face-to-face classes are not allowed, how are the KPM child care centers serving the needs of their students? And that's a really great question that I want to tell you more about. Uh, KPM is so blessed to have five amazing missionary teachers who oversee the childcare centers in Lucero, Aglanong, Hopevale, Libas, and Nipa. And when face-to-face classes were canceled, these missionary teachers, along with KPM leadership, they, they got together and they began to, to plan and to develop home-based modular lessons for their students. They made up packages, uh, preparing enough for 30 days worth, a month at a time. Uh, then they, they took these packages and they made home visits, of course, you know, following all of the local COVID guidelines for safety. But they delivered these these packages of lessons to their students and parents. They provided guidance and instruction that was necessary so that the parents would know how to to facilitate this. Throughout the month, the the teachers would offer additional support to parents and guardians who were were at home teaching their children. Uh, And because of their hard work and their dedication to this work, KPM's child care centers were able to continue serving the needs of their students and their families throughout the pandemic, and they continue to do so uh, today. Now, earlier this week, I was able to connect with three of KPM's missionary teachers who were together for a meeting with KPM leadership in Rojas City, and they wanted me to share this message with you. Take a listen. I think you'll enjoy this. I am Mercy Ballo, a teacher of 
Hope Bear Child Care Center. I am Janeline Castellanis, I, and I take care of Aglomon Child Care Center. I am Evelyn Bonifacio Martino, and I take care of Lucero Child Care Center. Thank you for all your support. Wasn't that great to hear them uh, offer those greetings to you? Now, in addition to your support for CBM's work in the Philippines with KPM, your church has also been a wonderful support to my family over the last number of years. We were so encouraged by the presence of your SENT team. We built relationships that will last a lifetime. We have been upheld by your prayers, and you have been so generous in supporting us financially so that we could continue serving on behalf of MCBC and on behalf of Canadian Baptists across this country. So I'd like to share a brief update on the changes that have taken place in my role with CBM since returning to Canada last April 2020. As I have previously shared with you and. Uh, April 2020, we were advised by the Canadian Embassy in the Philippines to to return home to Canada due to the pandemic. Uh, and, and for a number of reasons, you know, we we decided that it would be wise for us to take their advice. And, and so we returned home to New Brunswick. But honestly, we were fully expecting that we'd return to the Philippines later that fall to continue our work as global field staff. But of course, as we all know, the pandemic continues to to grip the world, even here in Canada. And and our return has just not been possible for our family. And over time, it became more clear to us that God had other plans in mind for our family. As a result of this return to Canada and and as seeing an opportunity for increased marketplace engagement on a a global scale, uh, CBM asked me to take on a, a new role focusing uh, on faith plus work, which is really the, the integration of our Christian faith with work in the world while maintaining my work and support of the work in the Philippines. I, of course, gladly accepted this invitation, and I feel so fortunate to have this opportunity to continue serving alongside the global church in this capacity. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about faith plus work. Up until recently, it was really just a missional approach or strategy that we were implementing with our partners in the Philippines. But but now we're actually expanding our engagement to introduce Faith Plus Work to our broader CBM family of staff and partners. As a result, this past 18 months has seen Faith Plus Work uh, reaching out into every field where CBM is working, Latin America, Africa, the MENA region, India, Asia, uh, and we're just so excited about how God is moving and working. Now, you may be sitting there saying, what exactly is Michael talking about when he says Faith Plus Work? How do these two things, faith and work, that seem so disconnected, how do they fit together? Well, let me give you a simple explanation. For us at CBM, Faith Plus Work is really all about discipleship. It's about helping people to discover how their Christian faith connects with the work that they do every day outside the walls of our churches. For some of us, our work is paid employment. For others, unpaid, perhaps volunteer service, housework, yard work, gardening. Even students have homework. Uh, Regardless of the type of work, it, it all matters to God. And it provides us with an opportunity to reflect God's image to those around us. Unfortunately, though, the the global church has allowed a a sacred-secular divide to take hold. This is the idea that some work is considered sacred or holy, such as being a pastor or a missionary or, or perhaps volunteer work that we do in the service of our local churches. 
while all other work is secular and it's unimportant to God. Of course, we know this is a false theology of work, but it's led so many people to live compartmentalized lives where faith and their daily work and daily activities never intersect. This is really tragic and it needs to change for the glory of God and for the advancement of his kingdom. At CBM, we focus our faith plus work strategy on three uh, key themes that we feel are rooted in God's word. The first is uh, uh, really all about theological education and discipleship. We call it formation, leading people to a proper theology of work that, that sees the value, the kingdom value of our work, that it is an opportunity to give glory to God, contribute to the development of our communities and our cities and this world, uh, and it's opportunity for us to reflect God's image and to participate in his redemptive plan for societies. Our second theme focuses on the development of new business initiatives for sustainable community transformation. We call it creation. This is the opportunity for us to be co-creators or sub-creators with God in this world. And lastly, we focus on uh, mobilization, about establishing networks of God's people that are, that are scattered around the world as passionate followers of Jesus who want to integrate their faith and their work for the transformation of lives and communities, and they want to expand the witness of the local church through their work. Earlier in the service, Desiree, who was one of the members of the SENT team that went to the Philippines in 2018, beautifully read a couple of passages of scripture for us. I'd like to take a moment to offer just a few thoughts on these passages. We're probably all familiar with the creation story that we find at the beginning of the book of Genesis. Here we discover that God works. He innovates. He creates light, day and night, water, land, plants, animals, all of creation. And of course, this includes humanity. Genesis 1, 27 and 28, which was read for us, tells us, so God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Now, among biblical scholars and theologians, this passage is often referred to as the creation mandate. Uh, We often read this passage of scripture and we hear be fruitful and multiply and we immediately think, oh, we've got to have a bunch of babies and populate the earth. And and although this is certainly an aspect of this passage of this mandate, it is actually much broader than this. It's so much broader. Here we are being given the mandate to 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 be creators, to innovate, to take what God has created, what God has given to us, the resources of his creation, uh, and to use them to build cultures and to build communities and cities and to develop and create businesses and products and services that help us as humans to live on this earth and to, uh, to, to really enjoy what God has given to us. Uh, this passage is not, you know, about when it says that we are to subdue or have dominion. That's not telling us to mistreat. It's a, this is the complete opposite of that. We're supposed to, to manage and take care of 
God's creation, to use it wisely, to use it strategically, to use it to further uh, his plan for this world. And uh, it is such a wonderful uh, opportunity for each of us to be involved in the work that God is doing in the world through our own work. I want to share with you a quote from Nancy Piercy, who wrote a book called Total Truth. And in this book, she discusses uh, the cultural mandate, which we just read about in Genesis chapter one. She says that the lesson of the cultural mandate is that our sense of fulfillment depends on engaging in creative, constructive work. The ideal human existence, she says, is not eternal leisure or an endless vacation. Uh, It's not even a monastic retreat into prayer and meditation, but creative effort expended for the glory of God and the benefit of others. Our calling, says Piercy, is not just to go to heaven, but also to cultivate the earth, not just to save souls, but also to serve God through our work. For God himself is engaged not only in the work of salvation, but also in the work of preserving and developing his creation. When we obey the cultural mandate, we participate in the work of God himself. Well, I don't know about you, but I find that to be extremely exciting to think about the fact that the work that I'm doing, the work that you're doing, allows us to participate in God's work in the world. I mentioned earlier on in this message about how uh, oftentimes in our churches we have this this dualism or this this division uh, between sacred and secular, this idea that some work is important to God and other work isn't. And I, I mentioned that this has led many of us to live compartmentalized lives where we have a, a compartment in our life that that's where we keep our faith. And that's maybe on Sunday or in our quiet times or maybe in a midweek study or something like that. But that's our faith compartment. And, and then maybe we have a work compartment and, and we're different in our work environment. Uh, the two parts are separate. Maybe we have a social compartment or maybe uh, uh, even a compartment that's secret and that we keep hidden away from other people. Uh, but this is not the kind of life that God intended for us. It's not the kind of life that God desires for us and not the kind of life that we read about in Genesis chapter 1 in that cultural mandate uh, or that creation mandate. Uh, Ken Eldred, who's uh, another author who wrote a book called The Integrated Life, he says that God asks us to be his agents of redemption in workplaces, in neighborhoods, in homes, societies, and even in our congregations. He wants us to move from compartmentalization to integration. Of course, that sounds great uh, and is something that I hope that we all long for. But it begs the question, what exactly does it mean to integrate faith into our life, into every aspect of our life, into our work? Uh, Desiree read for us earlier a passage of scripture from First Thessalonians chapter 1. And I'll read that for us again in a minute. Uh, but I want to suggest to us this morning that when it comes to figuring out how it is that our Christian faith uh, integrates with the work that we do or with the things that we're doing every day of the week, uh, faith, love, and hope, those are three words that are really uh, woven throughout the New Testament. 
Uh, but faith, love, and hope are really the foundation blocks for what it means to integrate faith and work. In this passage of First Thessalonians that was read for us, it says, We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a fascinating passage of scripture, and it really leads us to ask these questions for each of our own lives. What does work uh, that's produced by faith look like? How is our labor, how is our work prompted by love? Uh, And how do we endure our work uh, by being inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ? Dr. Paul Stevens is the founder and director of the organization called the Institute for Marketplace Transformation. And they are a partner of CBM in the space of Faith Plus Work. Dr. Stevens and his organization has been instrumental in helping us uh, to learn more about theology of work and to learn about how we can engage at a more deeper and meaningful level in the marketplace And uh, Paul Stevens really challenges us with this passage of scripture saying that uh, work that is uh, work that is uh, produced by faith is really all about understanding that our work uh, when we work in faith, it means that we're working without being able to to see the, the results, you know, the end results at the time that we're doing things. We, we sort of work in faith when we realize that Jesus is actually there with us in our workplaces, that that when we're doing daily work, when we're doing acts of service, some way, even though we don't know it, we can't uh, control it, predict it, whatever, that Jesus is there with us and our results are in his control. Uh, and faith in Jesus uh, through our work allows us to decide how we want to respond to people in our work environments, to our boss's demands, or maybe to a customer who's unhappy with something, uh, we can decide because of our faith in Jesus, how we will respond in those situations by modeling ourselves after Jesus and his life here on this earth. But this passage of scripture tells us also that our labor is prompted by love or our work is prompted by love. And we ask the question, what does that mean? Well, laboring in love is recognizing that when we do our work, even though it's difficult at times, that we try to remember that we're doing it for the people in our life who we love, that we're we're working out of that love for the other person, that we're working out of our love for the poor, or out of uh, the, the benefits that people will reap because of our work uh, and the proceeds of it. And, uh, you know, love is a powerful thing. And uh, when we go into our work environments with love in our hearts and on our minds, it can really deliver us or protect us from being uh, damaged by things in our work environment that are maybe destructive or competitiveness or corruption, things like that, that just really come into the work environment and make it really, really difficult for us. But work that's prompted by love uh, helps us to keep it in perspective and helps us to be infused with with gratitude and appreciation for God and for the fact that he has given us this work to participate in his work in the world. And lastly, hope, which is a word that I think a lot of us need to sort of uh, think upon these days of pandemic where things can be so discouraging and so hard sometimes. 
But hope, uh, working in hope, being enduring uh, hope, uh, really is about keeping our mind focused on the fact that even though this world is broken, even though there's there's corruption, even though that work sometimes doesn't go the way we had hoped, sometimes things are defective, sometimes we lose that sale or that something just goes wrong, uh, keeping hope in our mind allows us to realize that uh, we have that hope in Christ, that uh, Jesus is the kingdom of God, although it is here now, it's still coming in its fullness. And uh, we can really keep the hope of Christ in our minds, realizing that someday uh, Christ will return again and all things will be made new. And that's really where our Christian hope comes from. Uh, and we live within that tension each and every day as we go to work, recognizing that we live in a broken and fallen world, but Jesus has overcome all of that brokenness and hardship, and we just need to keep our minds focused on him. I hope that these words that I've shared with you from these passages of scripture are an encouragement to you. I hope that today, as you go away from this place, you will spend some time reflecting upon your own life and your, the own, your own work that you're involved in each and every day, whether that's paid employment somewhere out in the workforce or whether that's work that you do in your community or through your church or in your home. Uh, you need to realize, you need to know fully that your work matters to God and it matters to the people around you. And it is your opportunity. It's your uh, uh, sort of ability to enter into God's work in the world. It connects us to God uh, and it is a way for us to glorify him. And that's exciting. And I hope that you are encouraged by that this morning. And I hope that uh, you will, uh, as you go back into your work this week, that you will keep in your mind faith, love and hope. Well, I want to uh, just conclude this morning once again just by expressing my deep thanks and appreciation to Mississauga City Baptist Church for uh, your support uh, uh, of the ministry in the Philippines, but also our, uh, your support of my family as well, as I mentioned before, your ongoing prayers and support for the work that we're doing together in the Philippines and around the world has meant so much to us, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. God bless you all.